Welcome to Catch the Fires Family Life Podcast. A chance to hear about what God is doing amongst us as a family in London and to get into the Word of God together. For more information about getting plugged in to catch the fire, check out our website, ctflondon.com, and our church we have. Welcome to another episode of Family Life. I thought I was going to do a welcome. <laughs> welcome! <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd take the mic. It's all right, we have our side rolls. <laughs> welcome to the Family Life podcast, uh, episode Eight, yeah, I, I listened to a podcast that arbitrarily just came up with a random number, and so I listened to a podcast that says, Welcome to episode 4507. And they just came up with a random number and just carried on counting from then. <laughs> so I listened to the last week's podcast and heard you guys spending way too much time deliberating <laughs> about which episode it was. So I thought we Pick should one. arbitrarily, with power invested in me, have decreed that this shall be episode 842 of the Family Life podcast. Yeah. 30 years of excellence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 8. Good. Episode 8. Um, yeah, and welcome to anyone who's listening who uh, is new to the church and uh, has been sort of just dipping their toe in and finding out, because I know I spoke to a few people on Sunday who were talking to me about getting involved with small groups and how to make this church your family and had said that they were listening. And so you are so completely welcome and um, for a city of 8 million people, we get it. It's challenging sometimes to feel like it's a local community, but um, you're welcome and you're valued to be part of this community, your church, Catch Fire London. That sounds very formal. I just wanted to acknowledge them. Mm. We welcome you. We welcome you. <laughs> we, we welcome you. <laughs> was anyone thinking, for anyone who was at church on Sunday night, that there were some songs that Rob Cates did where if it was Steve leading, there would have been a, a like a spontaneous chorus he would have gone into. Um, I think it was he singing Here For You, um, and Steve usually goes, we welcome you, we welcome you, singing come Lord Jesus. You know that, yeah. like, that line, yeah. and I was waiting for Rob to do it, and then he didn't, and he moved on songs, and I kind of felt like shortchanged. <laughs> um, missing, no! missing the pre-planned spontaneity. Yeah. <laughs> I do that no matter who's worship leading. If it's, I don't know, sometimes it's just an opportunity that I know if it was Steve, he would take it, and I know exactly what he would be singing. And I'm just, I don't know, all oh, bless him, Steve-o. But it's, it's not just Steve, it's, it's something everybody's got there, that like Rob does it when he sort of jazzes up certain hymns mm. and stuff. And... <laughs> His little hum run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt to copy that. Why I don't do that? Aww. How was everyone's weekend? <laughs> I had a great weekend. We went to Jessica's school fair, which was a lot of fun, and got to chat to lots of the parents and do fun things. It was really cute seeing like the little community feel. It's like a little village school. It's really sweet. So that was good fun. And then we hung out with um, Rich and Lydia Decas, who are legends. Uh, yeah, David's tent guys, and that was good fun. And the pandemonium of having lots of people. Yeah, I had a great weekend. We were at our Young Adults Weekend Away. Yeah. It was super fun. It was really nice for everyone that came. Um, we had a lot of like new people coming. Um, and it was just nice like community time to share together as young adults. Nice. It was fun. It's a beautiful mm. site up there. Yeah, it's really nice. It looked awesome. Lots of rounders, lots of fun. Did you do did. worship by the campfire? Yeah, we did. Nice. Mm, did my frisbee get used on gravel or grass only? Grass only. 
Thank you, Zach Keenan. That's my only explicit instruction. Is it like a porcelain frisbee? What is it? Porcelain. We need to move on because I get I get angsty about lack of respect. It's a lighter frisbee. It's a Victorian. A family heirloom. My Fabergé frisbee. This okay. is why everyone um, tunes in, isn't it? This is. <laughs> it's they tune out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, bye. Bible's good, banter's better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's dive in to <laughs> scriptures and yes. Jesus be with us. Mm. Okay, so we uh, last time we tried to do, we, we were, we were um, trying to be bold and do more than one verse and we didn't really get past verse 16 of Ephesians 1 where we talked about just praying for everybody and actually... I don't know about you guys, but I have actually been thinking about that this week. Mm-hmm. And am I, mm-hmm. am I praying for people? How am I going to pray for people? And, you know, since last week, I probably had, like the rest of you, 10, 20 examples of somebody texting or saying, please remember me in your prayers. Can you please pray? And, you know, so I think it's a, it's a, it's a good one to be mindful of and not move on too quickly from. But we have, um, we're going to start at 16, but go from 16 to 18 in Ephesians 1. So, um, Tanya, what, what, what do you have? What version have you got in front of you? NIV. NIV. Would you like to read? Yes, I would. It says, <clears throat> I have not stopped giving thanks to you. Remember you in my prayers. I keep asking that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. Amen. And like all of the sentences in Ephesians so far, it just keeps going. So we started So we started halfway through and we're finishing yeah. halfway through sentence. Yeah. But um, Would you like to hear the Passion Translation? Yeah. All right. 16 to 18? Yeah. My heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as I constantly remember you in my prayers. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Awesome. So elaborate. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, you have to take the passion quite like sentence by sentence often. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Yeah, so we were chatting about this a little bit before. And I think one of the questions that we were already kicking about before we started recording were what is what is revelation what is wisdom and what is the the connection of the spirit um, in relation to those two things and acknowledging that using the phrase spirit of wisdom and revelation come quick is something that we do at catch fire we it's in our language um it's comes from the front it comes when we pray um and often particularly in a decision making context we are asking for wisdom and revelation to know what to do um but potentially the scripture may be pointing us in the direction of some different meanings so 
Tom, for you. <laughs> See where we, I was we know going you have there. a soapbox about this. Would you like to stand well, on it for a moment? For you, for you, what is what is revelation? Because I think the way that you're viewing it may give us a different insight into yeah. this verse. May not come as a surprise to anyone that I love words, and words mean things, as we have talked about many times. <laughs> so for me, I think the key thing with revelation, the literal meaning of the word, is to lift the veil. That's where we get the word revelation. So. The question I'm always asking is, if we're asking for revelation, what is it that's hidden? Is is the truth that we're looking for hidden, or are we hidden so that we can't see the truth? And on, on one level, that may seem like a distinction without a difference, but actually it's a key distinction, because biblically, do we is our base assumption that God is hiding himself, or is our base assumption that God is clearly visible and we just can't see him because we're the ones who are veiled? So I personally believe that there's a much more, there's a much stronger biblical precedent for our view being inhibited of the things of God versus God inhibiting our view of him. That would be my take. So 1 Corinthians 16 talking about, you know, the, you know, God revealing things by his spirit. We have the mind of Christ. And so my my base assumption would be if revelation means something that was previously hidden being revealed, my, my default question is, what's the thing that's being hidden? And Paul goes on, even in the next verse, to say, I pray that the eyes of your heart hmm. may be enlightened so that you may know God better. It's not God that needs to be enlightened. It's not God that needs to be illuminated. How can the person who is light himself be illuminated any more than he currently is? For me, it's like I'm the one who's walking in darkness, not God. And so if, if Paul's praying, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be illuminated. I pray the eyes of your heart may be opened. My inclination is that the revelation he's talking about here is we're the ones who are having the veil lifted, not there's a veil over God. So I know on, on one level it's just semantics, but for me it it then, I was preaching on this last night, what you believe about something will dictate your behaviour mm. to it. And so if I believe God is veiled, that will in turn affect or, or uh, inform the way I behave around God. Like God is somehow hidden and I'm trying to seek him out versus... I want to see God, but I recognise he's not the one that's hidden. I'm the one who's got all the junk and the, the lenses and the, the belief systems that are crooked. Could you put that together with the vision that I know you shared a few years ago about... You love the diamond story. Yeah, I do like the diamond story. It shows that I listen to the things you uh-huh. say. Everyone else is sick of it, catch the fire, but you just keep I don't up. know if I've heard it. Oh, come on. Oh, you must have. That's like saying, I don't know my Jesus, my saviour. Oh, song. Yeah. Which is actually Are you not, even a Christian? Which is not the title of the song. Chant to the Lord. Anyway. Soapbox. I'm on it. <laughs> my turn. So as I was saying, for you, the, the image of a diamond for, yeah. communicates about... And, and you can share what that is, but it felt like when you when you shared that story that it's communicating about revelation, seeing something, but seeing mm-hmm. something, seeing a, a different angle. I mean, yeah, the, the, the very, very basic premise of the picture was that I was looking at a giant diamond that was illuminated, like you would go and view the crown jewels or something, and I was mesmerised by its beauty, it was resplendent with light, it was amazing, and I was just in awe of the beauty of this diamond. And then in the picture, I took one step to the right, and saw an entirely different facet of the same diamond. And the point was, that facet of the diamond was not visible to me up until the point that I took the step. But the diamond hadn't changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's nothing new. He has no shadow of turning. So the the concept was, every time we see something new of God, it's not because he's revealing himself, it's because we're being conformed into his image. 
So the cross didn't change God's nature, the cross changed our nature. And so we're able to come boldly before the throne of God because our state has been changed, not because his state has been changed. Mm. And so it's that whole thing of like the eternal nature of God through scripture. God is always the same. He's never, there's never anything new of him to see. And I don't believe personally. Now there are times where he veils and we're talking about the spirit of wisdom. We're talking about the spirit of revelation. The other spirit that God sends is the spirit of stupor on the people to deliberately veil their eyes for a season as to Jesus being the Messiah. Because if they known he was the Messiah, they wouldn't have crucified him. That's what Paul teaches us. I sometimes feel like God sent a spirit of stupid on people, but a spirit of stupor. It's like God, <laughs> God sometimes intentionally veils people. You know, he intentionally... Yeah harden the hearts of the Jews so that they wouldn't receive him as the Messiah for a specific purpose, the Messianic secret. But the point is, God's not hidden. We're the ones that are veiled. And we see that in Genesis 3. I was afraid, so I hid the first manifestation of sin being shame and hiding. And so for the rest of human history, we've been hidden, we've been veiled, we've been, our view has been perverted and polluted. And the process of sanctification, each step we take on that journey of becoming more like Jesus we're uniquely positioned to see something fresh of Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think Sermon I, over. Yes. <laughs> Why don't we and just stand? I'm just going to pray for you. <laughs> You'd like to come forward. Um, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, but I wonder, just the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. uh, often when I hear someone that I know in church, or if I'm saying spirit of wisdom and revelation come quick, it's like, I need to know to do, what to do about this situation. And what I was reminded of was the scripture in Proverbs of it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, um, but the glory of Kings to search it out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, what do you, what do you think about, about that in relation to, in, I guess in this context, when we're talking about mm-hmm. spirit of wisdom and revelation Sphere of wisdom and sphere of revelation. <laughs> yeah, in terms of concealing matters and the partnership yeah. of going on a journey with God to discover something. Yeah, yeah. And, and just to be clear, I absolutely believe spirit of wisdom. Isaiah 11 mentions the sevenfold spirit of God, one mm. of which is the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So I believe God can enable us to have revelation. I think that that verse, uh, the way I heard Bill Johnson put it was, he, he doesn't hide things from us, he hides things for us. Yeah. And so that whole thing of like the process of seeking him out. Yeah. Sometimes I was preaching on this the other week, how we get more from the journey than we do from the destination anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, digging into the scriptures. But I think, yeah, God does hide things for us, but I don't, I think my, 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 I was chatting with Alistair about this previously. My concern is if we say spirit of wisdom and revelation, it's almost like we're just saying, well, God, can you come and reveal this thing to me without understanding and appreciating that if we want to have revelation, we have to be proactive in that. It's Mm -hmm. not something that just happens necessarily sovereignly while you're just sat in your chair. Mm -hmm. We're going to we're going to wait until the spirit of wisdom and revelation shows up so we can figure this thing out versus I'm going to seek him and I'm going to find. Yeah, I think I think that the two questions that I was writing down on that to hear some people talk into these one one is what is paul expecting us to receive as a result of this prayer is like, mm. i pray that you would receive the spirit of wisdom and, and of revelation so what was he what's his intention i pray that you would receive the spirit of salvation well mm. the intention is that you would be saved mm-hmm. so what is he expecting us to receive from that and then i think the the other question that is worth asking is in the in the practical scenarios that we're looking at like Kate said, there are going to be times where the words come out of my mouth, spirit of wisdom and revelation come quick because I need 
some wisdom or some revelation and I will perhaps substitute the word revelation for I need discernment or I need an answer mm-hmm. or I need a path revealed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I know that I've said myself when somebody's come up um, and asked me to pray for them. And I had one recently that was just a really hard, like really hard prayer request. Um, not hard for God, but just a hard thing to hear. Um, and I had no prior relationship with the person and but but knew I was the person standing in front of them to pray, mm. and I'm like wisdom and revelation, and I yeah. and I think what I mean is God, would you give me discernment yeah. about what to what to do, um, and more so than God, would you unveil my eyes to sure. see you more in this moment? And so I think both are legitimate, but perhaps what we're using is one phrase yeah. to speak to both rather than two but, different. But the presupposition of asking Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation come is there's a solution, and I don't currently have it. So I would say. Spirit of wisdom is the the understanding of the solution and the revelation is the ability to see it. It's like that whole thing of like, you can have the revelation that tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. It's like that's <laughs> profound. That's one of my favourite quotes on that. Genius. And so to me, it's like in the context of people saying, spirit of wisdom and revelation come quick. I need, I need to make a decision on this. Spirit of wisdom and revelation come quick. The presupposition is God has an answer for this. So I need the spirit of wisdom to come and tell me what that answer is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My my take would be, and the revelation means I'm going to be free to see it. Mm, so for good. me, it's that whole thing of like, there's the will of God, but I don't think the will of God is veiled. I think I'm the one that's veiled. So the presupposition, the, the reason I have the issue with it is, if your assumption is the spirit of wisdom and revelation is going to come and give you the answer, you're just sat there waiting for the answer. Mm-hmm. Whereas your part in it is spirit of wisdom come, and God, give me revelation. Help me have the veil lifted so that I can engage with this revelation, mm. with this truth. So, others, thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, don't want to monopolize. Yeah, for me, it was like connecting, when, when I was listening to what you guys were saying, as like connecting more of that perspective of, of the kingdom. Because for me, in the end, like the spirit of wisdom or revelation, where like you use it for praying for the people in front of you, or whether you're using it for teaching or for like practicality. It's about like, hey, God, how do you see? Like, how can I see the mm. way you see? Yeah. And how, how can I connect that into into practical yeah. ways? Like, how can... So I was just thinking, like, yeah, it's... And it's about like, how hungry am I to, to unveil, to be willing to unveil the mystery? Because it happens to me, like, and nowadays we're just like, so I want the revelation right now, like five minutes ago. Okay, okay, God, tell me what to do and how to do it. It's like, how hungry am I to go and actually enjoy the journey and mm. partner up with being willing of like, yeah, I might not get the enjoy revelation the journey. I like that. right now, but it's, it's a fun it's really trip. So yeah, I was just thinking about that. How willing am I to unveil the mystery? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it summarized. The mystery needs unveiling, but it's me that needs to unveil it. I do want to point out, because I think Alistair asked, what's the what's the point of him praying for wisdom and revelation for us, or for the church in Ephesus? Um, he, he says, to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. So he's praying for intimacy, and he's praying for a full revelation of the hope of his calling, which is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us as holy ones. So I think, in terms of this from what I'm getting from this translation is that he's he's praying for our deepened intimacy with Christ, um, revelation of the hope of his calling, which is Jesus, and that it's basically an identity thing. So um, hope, 
identity and intimacy. Hmm. And the the whole mm. the know that we would know the hope we're called to is yeah. is Ido the word Ido which is um, to be skilled in knowledge of. So mm. it's it's uh, um, it's uh, I guess the call is. That once we step into that that wisdom and we have that revealing that we we have a an intimate skilled knowledge of our hope of our inheritance of our calling um, and I think that's my own experience of the more that I've I think I've found my calling and the hope that I have in God um, it has been a revealing process um, and the more that it's been revealed the more I've started to feel skilled in it. Yeah. Um, and so that actually kind of seems to actually tally up with experience as well as, um, you know, the more that God reveals, the more that your intimate understanding of who he's called you to be and what you have in him mm. rises at the same time. So that's kind of quite yeah. nice, uh, you know, that scripture imitating life almost, you know, um, scripture imitating yeah. life. Um, yeah. Mary, what about you? What do you, what are Quiet mouse over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love listening. I feel like I'm learning a lot. Um, Oh, I don't really know. I just, I guess, are you saying, Tom, that it's just the the change of perceptive of like the change of language of what we do? So saying wisdom, like um, spirit of wisdom, come quick, and God, would you give me the revelation of how to? Yeah, use I would, it? and, and um, so it's yeah, like yeah. developing that sentence. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just adding to it. Yeah, well, I was just looking at the ESV mm. says the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. Yeah. So it's, it actually, the ESV separates so it. So adding in I've got no has, issue with yeah. the spirit of wisdom yeah. as Isaiah 11. Yeah. So. yeah. How do you, when you're when you're asking for revelation, what do those prayers normally look like? What, what usually gets verbalised out of For your me heart? personally, it's normally focusing on the wisdom. Yeah. But as in, do you, yeah. when, you're, when you're looking for an answer on something or you've got a difficult decision to make, do you tend to... How do you tend to pray about that? What does that look like for you normally? For me, normally, it's just, I guess, I don't know if I use that terminology. It's, God, will you just show me what to do in this mm-hmm. yeah. instance right now? Mm. Like, and it's like not focusing too much on the words. Yeah. Just being like, God, would you just show me it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a... Because when I was reading it in the in the verse 18, when he says, the eyes of my heart be opened. And I was like, oh, I love that verse because it's not focusing on intellect. It's focusing mm-hmm. on like mm. having a tender heart. Nice. And that's like... that's that's it like as long as your heart is tender yes there's power in words and words mean something Mm. but also it's like your heart's posture yeah more than the intellect but then the intellect grows and you want to push for that intellect it's not just being like i have a tender heart so i didn't need to learn yeah (laughs) tender heart and a dull mind (laughs) together but the heart should come first yeah yeah Yeah. that's really good i think that's really good and i think um the i know when i did a I did my degree in theology that I got to the end of it and thought, this is great. I've had so much head knowledge. I've been taught by people who uh, can recite the Greek off the top of their heads for entire chapter and verse. Um, I don't know if I feel closer to God. I don't know if I feel more equipped in my relationship with God. Um, And that's not to say a theology degree is bad, but without the tender heart aspect of it, it is just head knowledge. Um, And I think for people listening, I know, for myself I kind of just want to know what to do in a situation sometimes I want to know what I, I want to know how to pray I want to know how to conduct myself I want to know um, what the Lord is asking of me or what options he's putting before me and so I think having an understanding of what the original intended language is and also just having a 
I, I guess I want to say be released to not spin out and worry. <laughs> like, I have a spirit of wisdom and, rev- and discernment and help me God. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> people to like, be worrying about saying the wrong thing because the Lord looks to the heart and mm. he's not looking for us to recite a, a perfect liturgy, even though liturgy, as Tom is preaching, can be excellent. <laughs> yeah. It's not about the right words in the right order. It's well, it becomes right an incantation heart. if it's about the right words. It's yeah. a, if I if I pray this prayer right, I get the right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas as you guys are quite rightly saying, it's about the posture of the heart. And so my, my encouragement in those times would be actually, you know, yeah, God looks at the heart. He he hears the prayer of the heart. So yeah, yeah we're not. Mm-hmm. It's not. We're not worried about getting tied up in semantics. But for me, it's about the if you believe revelation only comes when the spirit of revelation comes that's a that's a base assumption that the will of god is somehow veiled from you not the will of god is clear and plain i just can't see it because of my own junk hmm. it's, it's about the perspective issue for me interesting about posture well that's it for another week i've got excellent posture i'm sat on the chair here. well hey church family um be praying for the church over the next few weeks. We are still exploring uh, building options. We are looking at uh, a change of use for a current site that we're looking at. Um, in the natural, there is um, people who are saying that the door is closed, that this won't work. The way is shut. The way is shut. Uh, we believe that God is able to open ways that are shut. But Amen. we also want to know that this is the right place and that we're putting our resources in the right place stewarding our finance as well so please pray for us in the building please pray for Wembley and London as you know there's probably been a you've seen in the news a lot of knife crime um uh in Wembley there was a a man who was shot recently um over the weekend um we just want to pray for the turf that we we're inhabiting Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. uh, see the kingdom of God come so please lift up our, our our city and our town and our church um that's what we're going to be praying for Mary, would you close us in prayer? Yes. Say Mary and Rose. <laughs> Pray for wisdom and revelation. Yeah. <laughs> Hand off. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, Jesus, thank you so much mm. that um, you're present, that you speak to us, that yeah. you reveal your nature to us, God, that you yeah. um, have so much wisdom for us, God, and would we just be so um, bold in reaching out to you God in situations would we um have like deep foundations just to to deep to reach into your wisdom and just to pull that down into situations in our lives God would you just increase your presence in our lives and in the situations and circumstances around us and would people listening be encouraged that um that God wants to help them, that God has a good heart, has a good nature, and that he's there in his presence. Yeah, God, would people be encouraged to 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 reach out to you and to, in those moments of spinning out, would God, you just reveal to them your nature even more so. So, yeah, God, right now, would we just increase their understanding of who you are? And, God, would you just right now break off any of those, um, the junk that is blocking us from mm. seeing you and seeing sides of you, God. Yeah. So yeah, God, would you reveal new sides to you to us that we are in our nature blocking? Mm. Yes, Jesus, right now we just pray for that in your name. Yeah. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. Yay. Bye.